Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, and welcome to the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast where we talk business strategy while also vulnerably connecting on emotional resilience. As the CEO and founder of Scouts Agency, a female-focused agency where we get women as guests on podcasts, and someone who has suffered from, managed, and lived with bipolar disorder, the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship is where I find my success. If you are here, it is because you are ready to feel safe in your emotions so that you can live your life of purpose. Let's get into the inspiration, shall we? Oh, do I have an episode for you, emotional entrepreneurs. I have Yasmin Cheyenne on, which I will get to in a second if you are unfamiliar with her work. But moments like these, I just got off an interview with her, moments like these are such an indication and a realization and a, I suppose just a reaffirmation for why I have the conversations that I do on this podcast and why all of you are so drawn to the emotional entrepreneurship lifestyle, which is business, which is mental well-being, which is mental health, which is strategy, which is living our best, most aligned life, which this episode delivers inspiration for and more. So I know you are all going to beautifully enjoy it. Before I introduce Yasmin in the more official way for those who are unfamiliar, which like I'm sure most of you know who she is. I did want to say thank you so much for the beautiful, beautiful support for last week's bonus episode where I did a live coaching call with one of my past clients and current clients. She hops in when she needs some help, Nikki Butler. Uh, If you go to scoutsobolt.com slash coaching, you can apply to get some coaching sessions with me. I have a bunch of different ways to support entrepreneurs, whether it's hourly coaching and consulting, whether it's a full VIP day with me where we really get into the nitty gritty of your business or if it's something in a deeper capacity. So I am only taking on a little bit of a select number since, as you all know, I am pregnant and getting ready for my baby girl who's coming in November. So if that is something that you're looking for help with and you feel called to have me hold that container and that support for you, you can go to scoutsobel.com slash coaching. It'll also be in the link in the show notes to apply there. 
Okay, let's get into this episode. I am so excited. First, who is Yasmin Cheyenne? Yasmin Cheyenne is a self-healing educator, author, speaker, and mental wellness advocate who helps people learn how to cultivate daily practices to build healthy, joyful lives. With an online community of over 150,000 and as the host of the Sugar Jar podcast, corporate giants including ABC, Meta, Instagram, and Skillshare have invited Yasmin to share her transformative teachings around self-healing, which she also offers through keynote speeches, corporate presentations, and one-on-one coaching. Her instruction has helped tens of thousands of students take control of their mental and physical health by creating boundaries, designing their dream job, finding the love of their life, and more. She recently was also a speaker of TEDx Rutgers Camden on the topic of how boundaries make space for what we truly desire, and her expertise has been featured in top media such as the Today Show, Forbes, InStyle Magazine, Refinery29, and more. Yasmin believes in self-healing for everyone, and this past February, she launched the Sugar Jar Community App, a safe space to develop self-awareness, learn boundaries, and find resources to support your mental health. And whoa, did we cover some major, major, major topics. We talked about first what self-healing means to her and why she believes it's available for everybody and how you can access self-healing for yourself. We talked about how she currently feels emotionally within her business. We talk about how to create self-healing and emotional wellness in your business. We also talk about how to say yes to the things that are alignment and no to the things that aren't alignment and how to really develop that sense of intuition. So when you move forward in your business, the things that you are doing are a hell yes and light you up. And then we talk about what happens when you say no or when you say yes to something you want to say no to and how you get back into alignment from those moments. It was such, such a transformational conversation for myself because I feel as if as we get busier and busier and more successful in our business, more opportunities come, which is amazing. But practicing discernment, as Yasmin says, is one of the most important practices to make sure that we are moving forward in the best way and most aligned way possible. We also talk about how to practice boundaries around Instagram and social media, how to show up online in an authentic way without burning yourself out, but also being consistent and serving your audience. So for any of you who show up on the internet to serve and support in a free capacity, that part of this conversation is for sure for you. So as I said, we covered a lot of really good things. So if you would all help me and welcome Yasmin Cheyenne to the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, I have Yasmin Cheyenne on and I didn't tell her this before we hopped on, but I'm a little fangirling. This is a big deal. This is an honor to have you in front of me. I am so, so excited to chat with you and to kind of get into it, to drop in real fast. I wanted to ask, how are you feeling today? What emotions are present in this moment? Yeah, well, you know, it's cancer season, right? So, and I'm a cancer rising. I'm feeling all the emotions. I think this month in particular, June, has been an opportunity to really practice holding both. I talk about that all the time, but holding the good, holding the not so good, being grateful, also being, you know, disappointed. So yeah, that's a, that was a complex answer, but that's the truth of where I am. Honestly, I feel like that's kind of the assignment in today's day, which is being able to hold both. I feel like being pregnant, it has been an extreme invitation to hold both since I am super grateful and elated. And there's a lot of this process that like I'm not really down for and I'm trying, you know, I'm struggling with. And so it's such an invitation. So I love 
that you said that. And, you know, it is the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast. So we hold both of our emotions and our businesses here. So a little bit really quickly, I know you are a self-healing educator, author, speaker, and mental wellness advocate who helps people learn how to cultivate daily practices to build healthy, joyful lives. And we're going to get into how entrepreneurs can use all of your teachings. But first, can you just talk a little bit about what you mean when you say that you feel as if self-healing is for everyone? Yes, because therapy is super important, right? And coaching is important or spiritual healing. Like everybody finds their lane of how they begin to come back to themselves, right? But the truth is, is that it's not all accessible for all of us. Not everybody can go to therapy for twice a month. Some people, most people are going once a month, right? If they can do that. And so self-healing for everyone is an invitation to understand that even if you're in therapy, but let's say you're not, you can always begin to investigate and become curious about what you need. You can ask yourself simple questions like, do I really want to do this? Why does that friend's comment make me uncomfortable? Why do I always get scared and nervous when I'm about to go to this person's house? You know, sometimes we find ourselves just in this robotic mode doing things and self-healing is just becoming more self-aware about why we do what we do, and if what we're doing is actually serving us in the way that we think it is. So I think, I don't know anyone, even children, who wouldn't benefit from beginning to have that type of self-inquiry with themselves. It's so, okay. And also, I just want to even validate that even further in the sense that everybody here on this podcast knows that I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the age of 20. And I had my first depressive episode at 14, but a lot of mental health issues going back to when I was four or five. And I was fortunate enough and privileged enough to be able to attend therapy once a week, sometimes twice a week, outpatient, inpatient. I went through the whole nine yards and my healing really, really started when I took that active role, which is what I kind of identify for myself as self-healing. It was Mm -hmm. what happened in between sessions. It was what happened in between coaching sessions. It was in the micro moments every day. I could go to a therapist every week and not get better because I wasn't being an advocate for myself and I wasn't taking an active thing. So you know, 10 years ago, people like you having this message on Instagram and on podcasts wasn't available to someone like me. And so Mm -hmm. if anyone here is listening and they are feeling stuck that they can't get into therapy or therapy isn't accessible for them at this moment, there are so many beautiful free resources, including your Instagram, your podcast, this podcast, that we can start taking active roles in our healing journey. And of course, support, I'm not going to gate that that is an extremely important part of it, but self-advocacy and self-internal dialogue is like, in my opinion, 70% of what makes us move forward after we get the support or, you know, what I'm saying. So I just love that you talk about it because it was very difficult for me because I was taught like, take the med, go to therapy, you'll get better. And no one was like, oh no, you have to like work on you in between those moments. Yeah, no, that is the thing that is, thank you so much for bringing that up because it's, yes, you know, even if you are in therapy, like you said, I, with the clients that I work with in coaching, it's what happens in the session, outside of the sessions that really begins to move their, their life forward. I can't do the work for you. Your therapist can't do the work for you. And so, and Instagram can't, definitely can't do the work for you. And so I hope people, I hope it empowers people. Self-healing is an empowerment movement and allows people to recognize that it's not going to happen from the things outside yourself. It's going to happen from within. You're going to have to be the one 
to say yes or say no or make the yeah. next decision. And that is the most empowering thing. It can feel daunting and scary because playing the victim in like many ways keeps us safe. But the minute you recognize it's all in you, your life transforms. Okay, so obviously the stuff you talk about is not exactly light or, you know, <laughs> you're really talking about boundaries, mental well-being, checking in with yourself, advocating for yourself internally. And with the rise in popularity of your message, you coach, you have an Instagram, a podcast, obviously comes a business, right? Like there's a business behind this whole mm -hmm. back end. So I want to kind of talk about how you practice self-healing in your business and how others can as well. So I want to start with a rapid fire question, kind of what we started this interview in. What emotion, word, or energy would you use right now to describe how you are relating to your business today? Grounded. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. I only do things that feel good. I only say yes when it feels right. I only do it when it feels aligned. That is really hard because there are opportunities that come that I'm excited about and it's just a no. And I have to say no. Mm. So yeah. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because <laughs> that is like, uh, you know, I think we all say yes in our, the beginning, but how did you get to that point and, and what meter do you use to make those decisions? Yeah. I mean, I honestly use like my sugar jar. Like I check them with my, I don't have, so when we think about the sugar jar, the sugar jar, if you don't know, is an analogy that I use to describe how we can check in with ourselves. So the jar itself is you. The sugar inside is the energy, the sweet stuff, your time, your money, your energy, your attention, your knowledge. And then the lid is the boundaries, right? People can only have access to the jar when you take the lid off. So for me, when something comes through my email box, initially, we're all kind of excited when we get an email. Some people are a little bit nervous too, but usually if it comes to your business email box, you're, you're kind of excited. And then you begin to get into the weeds and you get into the details. But before I say yes to anything, I ask myself, first of all, do I have the energy for this? And the reason why I ask that is because when I show up to do a podcast interview, to teach, I want to give the people who have shown up as much as I can. And if I'm drained and if I'm overwhelmed and if I'm angry and resentful, they're not going to get what they deserve, which is what they, they paid for. And I believe in that reciprocal exchange. They paid to see me or they're listening to this podcast episode. That's the exchange that we have. That's the agreement that we have. So if I can't actually show up and feel good about what I'm doing, or if it doesn't feel aligned, like it could be a great opportunity, but it's like, that's not really aligned with my brand or my community, then I say no. And what's been really helpful for me is saying no and then saying, but I know the perfect person for this. Like I refer people that I do know. So it doesn't feel like maybe this opportunity just came my way so that I could give it to the perfect person or I could share it with the perfect person. And yeah, I just love being able to have exchanges in that way and know that everything that comes to me isn't necessarily a message for me. It could just be for me to give to someone else too. I'm going to extract that real quick. That was so good. And it, it like, it gave me peace in my body for when I say no to an opportunity, but the fact that you could say no, and that doesn't mean you have to block that channel of possibility. You can pay it forward to someone who's meant for something like that. That's such a good 
tip. And because you kind of just posted, well, kind of, you just posted something like this on Instagram. I don't have it up in front of me, so I can't quote it directly. But you talked about, I believe, following your intuition, even if it doesn't make sense necessarily. Is this something that you tap into when you're deciding which business opportunities to go into? And how can we all learn to trust that part of ourselves? Because we're all trying to get in front of new audiences. We're all trying to grow. And so when an opportunity, even if it's big, comes in front of us, but doesn't feel eh, perfect, how do we listen to that intuition? Yeah, I think discernment is so important. So our intuition is the part of us that's saying, yes, this sounds great, or nope, don't do that. You know, is that, it's the part of us that's kind of, that, that, that red, when that red flag comes up, or that thing that says, oh, this doesn't feel good, that ickiness, that stickiness, that anxiety, it feels different for all of us and it shows up different for all of us, but that is our intuition. This is the most important part. When your intuition comes up, then you have to use your discernment. Your discernment is beginning to decipher, is this, should I, your intuition gives you an opportunity. You don't have to do anything. You get to choose. Okay, my intuition could be saying, this date isn't the best for me. And then you could say, um, YOLO, right? So you get an opportunity to decide, how you're going to react. Your discernment helps you to decide, okay, is this what's gonna be best for me in the long run? And sometimes we have those YOLO moments. Sometimes we have those, I don't wanna miss out, so I'm gonna do it anyway moments. Every single time that I have done something against what my intuition has said, I have paid a price. Every single time. Whether it's a date, whether it's a business decision, whether it's a friendship, any time that I am doing something that I think will keep the peace, or, oh, you know, it's a monetary opportunity, so I should just do it. Anytime should becomes a part of the discussion. I'm always abandoning myself. I'm always betraying myself. And I know those words abandoning and betraying sound super dramatic, but especially in business when you're signing contractual agreements and you're saying that you're going to do something, you don't want to end up in a situation where you're now in a legal disagreement or bind with someone that you didn't even want to work with in the first place. And so really beginning to ask yourself, and even in those situations, like if I see something in a contract and I'm like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I know that that's that part of me that's trying to just keep the peace and keep it easy. If you're not in business, for example, and you're listening to this, or you're thinking about getting into business, or you just haven't had those opportunities yet, the main thing that I want you to take away is when you feel that feeling of, I'm not sure, I don't know, I want you to begin to ask yourself, is this my fear or is this a red flag? And if you don't know yet, have that conversation as long as you can. Remind yourself, I don't have to say yes right now. I don't have to answer right now. I can wait until this feels good to me. Then use your discernment. And that's when you begin to ask yourself, if I say yes to this, what will I feel? Feel into your body. Sometimes before we do something, we can feel really anxious and the anxiety is actually excitement. And sometimes we can feel really anxious and the anxiety is, I don't want to be here. And so beginning to give yourself the opportunity to learn the difference. And it is a practice. And that's the hard part. People want like a checklist. There is no checklist because I can't feel what you feel. You have to be willing, and this goes back to self-healing, you have to be willing to decipher and learn for yourself how it feels within yourself. I'm so happy you brought up, is this fear or is this not an alignment for me? Because that's one of the questions I get asked the most when I'm tuning into what my anxiety is trying to tell me. Because a lot of the times when we go to the next level or we expand in our business, fear and anxiety do visit, but that doesn't mean that you're not supposed to act despite that fear and anxiety. And so being able to decipher between, is this 
fear of my next level that I'm meant to grow into? Or is this not in alignment for me? For me, I had to just say yes to things to figure it Mm -hmm. out and figure out the difference between what it felt like in my body. Like if this is so foreign or confusing to you, just say yes to the thing because you'll learn really, really quickly how you feel while the thing is happening, whether it's a podcast interview or a client that you signed, if that initial feeling was fear or misalignment, right? Like that's how I, it's kind of like a trial and error thing to learn the different. So true. It's so nuanced and and specific. So what emotions do you feel like I know in human design when I'm out of alignment, my emotion is frustration, Mm. but I know when I say yes to something in business, whether it's being on a podcast or signing a client or a paid opportunity that isn't what I want to do. I end up feeling resentment right before the thing happens. What is the red flag emotion that comes up for you or the out of alignment emotion that comes up for you that allows you to step back and be like, wait a minute, this isn't working for me at this time. Disassociated. Like I'm here, but I'm not really here. That often allows me and I, you know, sometimes we can feel disassociated. And if you don't know what disassociated is, it's just feeling like not in your body the opposite of grounded actually. So when that comes up, I have the opportunity to ground myself. We can always come back into ourselves, but it can be a little bit tougher. I feel this feeling of, it's not necessarily that I don't want to be in my body. I don't want to be in the body that's about to have to do what I said yes to that I don't really want to do. That's usually what's taking place for me. And so I think it's often important. Sometimes you sign the contract, it's too late. You got to get through it. (laughs) And as you said, when we say yes, and we're in that learning expansion period, and we don't know what's a yes yet, and we don't know what's a no yet, when you're learning and figuring it out, I still try to show up. I give 100%, do the best that I can, because I'm serving. That's what I believe I'm doing in business. I'm serving. I'm I'm showing up for the people that are going to be listening or, or learning from me. And then I give myself an opportunity after that to really decompress and come back to a grounded place within myself. And I don't apologize for the fact that I might need a longer break because I just expended so much energy that isn't really aligned. That was, and it wasn't really aligned. I think another thing too, just to mention is I forgive myself for the fact that I did something that was a no. And I move on because I know this is a practice. I'm going to be doing this my whole life. I'm going to be saying yes to things and learning as I, as I go. So. Okay. So I want to bring ego into the room just real quick for anyone who's listening to this and is like, okay, well, everything I do can't be a full yes. And everything I do can't be in alignment. And there's a realistic point to business here that you got to do things you don't like to do. Mm-hmm. What is the cost that we pay when we say yes to things that are actually a no in our body? And what is the result when we get really, really discerning with our with our opportunities and our decisions, and let's just say in a beautiful world, 99% of the things that we do in business are a fuck yes. Yeah. What are, what's the difference there? So the cost we pay when we say yes to something that's really a no, especially in business, because people will be like, oh, you just have to do what you have to do. First of all, that's true. I'm not even going to like act like that's not true. When you're in business, your goal is to make a profit, right? And so in addition to serving the people you serve and doing what you're doing, you're also potentially selling something, whether it's yourself or a service or an item, right? But people who are selling things that they don't believe in, people who are offering services that they haven't actually done the time in, that they don't actually have the experience in, it's not going to last. You're not bought into what you're actually, it's it's a performance. 
there's a big difference between showing up in business and really feeling excited about what you're selling, really feeling excited about what you're offering and showing up and performing because you just want to make a profit. It's not going to last. And people see through it eventually. So the cost that you potentially could have is your entire business. Eventually, someone's going to pull the rug from under you and say, I call BS. Do you actually care about what you're doing? In business, you're going to have ups and downs. But the thing you can always rely on is your authenticity. What you, but the, the thing that brought you here in the first place, like what is the thing that keeps you going? If the thing that keeps you going is money, you're going to struggle. <laughs> you have to be grounded and anchored to something other than that. It has to be something else that is pulling you. For me, it's, it's serving. It's my purpose. It's what I was doing before it was a business. And so I think really allowing yourself to see, just like in business, in the relationships, if you're in a relationship and your point of being in a relationship is because I want someone to show up for me in the ways I never received it before, that's a very different energy than I want a reciprocal relationship in general. The person on the other side of that relationship, when you're coming to it from the perspective of, I want to be loved like I never had before, they're going to feel a pull. They're going to feel pressure. They're going to feel potentially overwhelmed. They may even feel like, get away from me. You're putting a lot of your own goals and ideals on someone. And you could be doing this in business with your clients when you're not serving from a great place, from an aligned place from a place that actually is serving the person that you're showing up for. So whether you're selling shoes or you're in wellness, there has to be something other than money or making a profit that also gets you excited about what you're doing. Or I, you know, this is just in my experience, but you're going to struggle when those downs come, when those moments where everything isn't good comes along. Especially for women. I feel like especially for women in business, there's been studies and this and books written all around how women have to create businesses that are beyond monetary profit. Of course, we're all down for that, right? And I believe women should be super empowered when it comes to making money. But when we create businesses and do work, there has to be a sole purpose. There has to be a level of of passion mm-hmm. in us, I believe, that has to move us forward. And I think that that's such a beautiful new example of the new paradigm of business and how we are moving forward in that as selling is serving and, and re reimagining all those concepts. So I love that you said that. I want to switch gears a little bit because there might be some people here, myself included, who show up on the internet to serve, who show up on the internet and pour their hearts out, who show up on the internet and motivate and inspire and support people in the form of free content many times. Mm -hmm. So your Instagram is full of beautiful, like one to two liner quotes that just punch the soul, speak to a certain need and break through an emotional barrier. And I know that creating that type of content can feel incredibly liberating and free, et cetera. And in the world of content creation where consistency is key and you have to show up, how do you create these Instagram posts with these quotes from a place of creativity and inspiration versus from a place of, oh, I got to get my Instagram post up? What's your creative process behind that to help other women who are looking to serve in an emotional way online show up in authenticity versus I have to show up today? Yeah, you know, I think first and foremost, I'm a writer, right? And so I write every day and most of what I write does not get shared on Instagram. I only share on Instagram what feels important for my community. 
and not necessarily what may be something that I'm going through at the moment. And so I'm really good at having that boundary of this. My community is not here to necessarily hold space for me. I'm, I feel very certain that I'm here to hold space for my community. And so that doesn't mean that I don't show up authentically and that doesn't mean I don't show up vulnerably, but everything that I post is with the intention of how is this actually serving the, the people who may need it? Because also every post that I share is not for everyone. There's going to be posts where people are like, yes, I love it. And there's going to be posts where people, are, where there's only a small group of people. If only one person gets what they need from my post, that's my goal. So I had to switch from, I'm trying to reach a million people every time. Two, and that's actually, to be clear, that's never been my goal. My goal has always been, I want to reach the person who this is for. And that also helps me when there's a day that I don't have anything to share. Maybe there's just nothing to share today. Maybe my job is just to be here for myself today or to create in another way or to be creative just for myself. Instagram can be very difficult on your energy. Um, if you're trying to keep up with the algorithm, if you're trying to keep up with whatever is hot right now and all of that. And consistently, I've just decided to stay true to what feels good to me. And I don't do anything that doesn't feel good. And so if there's someone who's thinking about sharing authentically with themselves, the first thing I would ask you is do what feels good. If you don't feel like you're a writer, do what feels good. Are you an artist? Are you a speaker? Are you a singer? Are you a dancer? Like choose that thing. And then this is the hard part do it consistently. You have to do it when no one's watching. You have to do it even when you're tired. And it's not about not resting and not taking care of yourself, but this is how you begin to hone your craft and get better at what you're doing. And so you have to be willing to do the tough part, which is really showing up each day or, or every other day, whatever feels good to you, but giving yourself that time and really dedicating yourself to what you're doing so that when you share with your audience, they're benefiting from it. And just as time goes on, it'll get better and better. So don't be hard on yourself when you look back five years and you're like, oh my God, what, what was I talking about? <laughs> One of the things you said was so incredibly, uh, it hit home for me in the sense that you said that I'm a writer mm -hmm. first, right? And so that's how I feel on the internet. I'm a writer first and I love taking really kind of dramatically editorial fun photos of myself. Like it's one of my favorite things to do. I hire a photographer. We do like this editorial shoot and that's, that's so fun for me, but on a daily basis, writing is my first kind of way I express myself. And as at this point, I have relaunched the emotional entrepreneur brand on Instagram because we have a launch coming up in August. And I was really struggling with this rebrand because I know everything's going to video and I know TikTok has so much potential to grow and I have been beating myself up for a year about not showing up in that capacity and on that platform and so I'll show up sporadically in the moment do something that my sister told me to do <laughs> and I feel so cringe afterwards and not cringe in the way of I'm putting myself out there and I'm afraid what other people it's I'm putting myself out there in a way that doesn't feel good to me yeah and so when I created this rebrand for this August launch I said if I continue with this mentally draining conversation of what I should do and beating myself up for not taking advantage of technically one of the fastest ways to grow, I'm actually going to limit my growth in the areas that I'm really fucking good at and can really speak to people on. So 
my compromise, I suppose, was one, I have removed TikTok from my goddamn brain, my mind. It is not my platform. I'm never going to be on there. I don't need to be on there. If I do go on there, it's going to drain the areas and the areas that I can serve people really beautifully in in an aligned way. So one, TikTok is like out of my brain. And two, I was really happy because I started posting these uh, like they were reels, but they were text. It was just like a beautiful background four second video with text and my words and they're doing really well. And it was such an indication that the thing that you are the best at, the thing that's your vibe, the thing that lights you up is the thing that's going to be received the best, no matter if the world's going towards video, right? No matter if the world's going towards who the fuck knows next, uh, you know, NFTs or digital avatars <laughs> or whatever, you you have to stick with where you're best at and just get the mental should load out of your mind when it comes to social media. Absolutely. If you're not careful, you'll be doing what everyone else is doing. And the thing that was, the thing that was unique was you. I love writing. I also love speaking. So I love to speak and I I do video, but I'm not, again, similar to you, like I am on TikTok and it's sporadic because I only share what feels good. And I love watching people create innovative TikTok videos and I'm entertained by them just because I'm entertained by them. And I think people are so creative in the way that they show up. It doesn't mean that I also have to now do what I see someone else doing. And I think this is so prevalent in social media. I see someone come up with a really good idea. And then the next thing you know, everyone is copying it. And I just urge people to really, one, save your good ideas for the things that you sell, right? Like social media is a place where you share things that help people keep it very simple. But I see people doing some super innovative things that like, I was like, I'm thinking I would have paid for this. Now, like a hundred people are doing it and it's too late. So not that it's too late, but you know, like it's gone viral. And so it's harder to, to share in a specific way. So stay true to who you are and don't try to keep up with the Joneses or whoever as a way of getting popular. I honestly think that my Instagram really began to take off because I just stay consistent to what I was doing. Um, and I never changed. Amen. I feel like this is the next, this is where we're all going, right? This is where we're all going. I feel like because we've been running the algorithm run marathon for so long. And I think that so many of us are starting to see that the people who are resonating are the people who stay true to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So this is an invitation to everyone that they get to cut the fat of the stuff that isn't making them feel good on social and create the stuff in a consistent manner that aligns with their zone of genius or what lights them up, et cetera. So this is, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm telling myself this guys is what's happening in this exact (laughs) moment. I love talking to other entrepreneurs about the entrepreneurial pep talk that goes on in your mind, because I find that especially in the beginning, as you move forward in your business and you feel more grounded, as you said you do now, those pep talks don't need to happen as often, but especially for a new entrepreneur, it's just like a goddamn pep talk every single day of the life, right? It's just like, you're great. You got this. Keep going. It's, it's almost this internal anchor that you have. In moments where you need an entrepreneurial pep talk, what do your pep talks sound like? What's the internal narrative that you say to yourself to pick yourself back up? Yeah. You know, I would actually say, even though I've been in business a while, I still have those pep talks often. I feel like every time I'm doing something new, I'm nervous. My book, for example, is coming out in January, but I just saw the physical copy and I was like, oh my God, what if nobody likes it? What if nobody, I think we're all always having that thought process of, 
what, what, when is that shoe going to drop? Like what, when is something going to happen where people find out that like, actually I suck. And the difference when you first start out in business, or at least for me, and now, or when you begin to do your own work and you have that and you, you can recognize, oh, this is my internal fear talking. This is not my truth because your intuition is your truth. The other voice is your fear and usually other people's shitty voices that they've said to us, shitty things they've said to us being replayed in our heads, right? So once I, when I'm able to catch myself, which is the true gift of healing, we're able to catch ourselves before we just destroy ourselves internally. I say, this isn't true. This is going to be great. And yes, there may be some people who don't like it. And that's also fine because that's what happens when you put your work out into the world. You're going to have people who love it and you're going to have people who think it sucks. And we're healing and taking care of ourselves so that when those things happen, we're able to be there for ourselves through those things. Healing doesn't exempt us from the shit, shitty situations. It helps us process the tough things that happen. So that's what I'm doing when those things happen. In addition to that, my community, I reach out to friends, I reach out to family, I reach out to people who I know will be able to be there for me with kindness and with compassion and will remind me of who the hell I am. This isn't the time to reach out to the stranger you met on Instagram that you barely know and like spill out your whole story. The people that you can trust that actually care about where you're going and who you are can be there for you. You don't have to do this work alone. I want to make that clear too. Self-healing doesn't mean you're on this journey alone. It means you're responsible for this journey, but hopefully you have people around you who can also support you and hold your hand as you are walking along this journey, right? This life journey. And so that's what I do for myself. And it happens more often <laughs> than I'd like to admit, because again, when new opportunities happen, or even just being in the room with people, when you think, oh, I never thought I'd be in the room with this person. I wonder what they're thinking about me. You know, you start to have all of those thoughts and I have to stop myself and say, they're human too. And nine times out of 10, when I've met people who I'm like, you know, I'm kind of overwhelmed that I'm here with them. They're thinking, I was nervous too, because, you know, everyone is going through it. No one is like completely Teflon to the human experience. So reminding yourself that you're not alone is also helpful. And I have to remind myself that all the time. I wish that we could all see ourselves as others see us. That's one of my, if I had a superpower, that would be mine to see um, myself through the lens of what other people see me as. Maybe not like the people that don't like me, but you know what I mean? The ones <laughs> right. you could trust. Because it's like, it's so true. You get into the room with people who you believe are light years ahead of you and they are nervous to be around you. It's a really wild, trippy, beautiful thing. Yasmin Cheyenne, you are such a gift to this earth. You are a gift to all of us who are on the healing path. You are a gift to those who are about to jump on the healing path with you, the self-healing path. Can you let everybody know where they can find you? You've got your book coming out in January, so everyone definitely needs to follow you on Instagram so that when that book is ready for pre-order, they can all pre-order because here at the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, we believe in pre-ordering yeah. women's books. <laughs> so tell everyone where they can find you. Yes, definitely follow me on uh, Instagram at Yasmin. And Cheyenne. You can also listen to my podcast, The Sugar Jar Podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And my app, The Sugar Jar Community app is available on Apple and Google Play. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank and you. you can follow us on Instagram at Emotional Entrepreneur. See you next week.